0: Welcome again to the Restoration of Women's Virtues, uh, a ministry for women to encourage us in our purpose, our position, and our power. And men are welcome also, because it would be interesting for you to know what kind of woman you want to look for in your life. I remember my oldest son, after I'd written the book, Woman, Her Purpose, Position, and Power, said he wanted to read it so he'd know what kind of wife to, to have. So... I encourage young men to find out what kind of woman God intends for you to have that will keep you along the way and help you. You can be a real partner to in the covenant of God uh, that you make with them. So um, you can get them in our office. You can get them on our webpage, womensvirtues.com. And so just let us know. We have woman, her purpose, position, and power. And then we have Woman Imagined, which is a workbook that has you look up scriptures. Uh, it, it, It takes you through the things I went through as I was learning this. The first book is more about what I was learning as I was learning it, you know, I was learning and changing. It's about my testimony. The second one is more about the study side of it, where you can look it up and get your revelation for yourself. So, um, but we've been talking about, based on the fact that woman, her purpose was, you know, you go back to the original plan. When did the woman come forth? It's not good that the man should be alone. I will make and help me for him. The word for means to declare and tell. And, um, and uh, I think there's another word there, but I can't bring it, bring it to manifestation or make it obvious. And, um, that's the original purpose of the woman was to declare and tell, which I like to say, women we were brought forth to talk, and that's why I think the devil wants us to sit down and be quiet, is because he knows we're dangerous when we stand up and talk. Because remember, last time we saw the dove that the the um, anointed leaf was in her mouth. The last couple of times uh, we looked at that in Genesis chapter eight, it was a female dove, and she had a, a an. A, an olive leaf, which would be a representative of a fresh anointed word in her mouth. So when women get a fresh anointed word in their mouth, they can stop judgments. And so we want to uh, participate. What is it? Be prosperous in participating in the return of Jesus Christ, amen? And we saw in Galatians chapter four that when, when it was the fullness of time had come, Jesus born himself of a woman made in the image of God. So um, we play a a big part. I think women and children play an initial big part in the return of Christ. And then the men play that part of overseeing and protecting and providing in the situation. So we all have our parts to play. We all have our places to be. And it's important that we find out what that is and get in them. You know, when the the battle's getting hotter and uh, the um, the, the time is drawing closer. And as the time grows closer, uh, the intensity of it will get greater. And so being in the right place, it's kind of like, you know, when you know a storm's coming, you go out and you batten down the hatches, you batten down all your um, patio furniture, you tie it down, you put it down, you move it around, you get it in the right place, so it can't be hurt. And that's why God wants us in our proper places. So his word can run through and run a free course through us and um, we'll be delivered from wicked, unreasonable men who are not of faith. So we've been looking in, uh, in my, my little outline I have of the power in the word of God. And we've looked at John chapter one, verses one through five and John one, 10 through 14. The main things there were all things were made by him, talking about the word which we discover later on is the Word is made flesh and dwelt among us. So the Word is Jesus. Jesus is the Word made flesh. And all things were made by Him, by the Word, or in Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. And then in in the 10 through 14, it says, um, He was in the world and the world was made by Him, and the world knew Him not. Many received him. They gave him power, he gave them the power or the authority to become the sons of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And uh, nothing that came into being came without him. So, if you want to know how to be creative in your life, learn the word of God and learn how to speak it. Well, you, you don't have to learn how to speak it because you know how to speak. Uh, what we have to do is get disciplined in our mouth and get disciplined to speaking the word of god and when you hear yourself say something outside of the word of god just repent right then and say nope i put that under the blood jesus ask you to forgive me and then correct it but don't take it lightly because uh i heard you've heard this old tale sticks and stones can break my bones but words can never hurt me that's not true words can hurt you that's why witches and people warlocks put curses on people words can hurt you and when you speak against somebody see words are spirit and life Uh, Jesus said my word is spirit and life Uh, our words are spirit they're spiritual but they're not life a lot of times unless we're speaking God's Word and so um, uh, even though you say sticks and stones may break my bones but words can never hurt me well the spirit in that word travels and some people are very sensitive and will pick up pick that pick up that notion, uh, maybe not the exact verbal sound of it, but they just sort of have a knowing. It, it, it's affecting them spiritually. It can affect them spiritually. And so it's important that we watch what we say. and um, so then we're going to look at John 17 today talking about the power that's in God's word. Uh, First, though, I wanted to read out of Mark chapter 4 and verse 39. I love this, and this is something that's spoken to me. I I mean, it's just, it's increased my faith so much about speaking the Word of God. And it's in Mark chapter 4, verse, I'll start with um, 37. Jesus was in the boat with the disciples. And there arose a great storm of wind and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and say unto him master carest thou not that we perish and he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm and he said unto them why are you so fearful how is it that you have no faith And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Well, this is the word made flesh. Remember in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And it's the the, uh, word made flesh dwelling among them. And so we can put the word in our mouth and make the word be flesh again and accomplish things like this. I don't know if you've ever spoken to the tornado or to the hurricane or to the winds and to the rain, but I have, and I, the the more I do it, the better I get at it. I wasn't always all that good at at first, but I do remember years ago um, experiencing that even when when I was a baby Christian, and um, I just was believing that the Bible meant what it said, <laughs> and so. Uh, when you're a baby Christian you do that when you grow up a little bit you start wondering if you're right or not and then you get in doubt and unbelief but um, he rose he arose verse 39 mark 439 he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea peace be still now the word rebuke there means he censured it or admonished it or forbid he censured admonished or forbid uh, the wind he rebuked the wind. He censured it. He admonished it, and he forbid the wind. And the word "rebuke" there uh, is is in the um, Greek "epi." It means superimposition, and to impose pl- uh, a place or set over above or something. So he superimposed the will of the Lord or the the will he was carrying. See, Jesus said, "I only do what I see my Father do." I only speak what I hear my father speak. So obviously he heard his father speak that, and he became the father's word made flesh. And so he, spo- he spoke to the wind and he rebuked it, he admonished it, he forbid it, and he superimposed his determination of that. He took that word and superimposed it over the wind. And then he re- dealt with the results. He said, to the, to the sea, And said to the sea peace be still so whatever the wind had caused he dealt with that also so he superimposed the will of God over the wind and made it stop he admonished it and then he said to the sea which it had disturbed peace be still and that's what God sent us out to do Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, take the gospel and teach people how to uh, live forever in a good place, and how to be free from their sins, and how to uh, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish in the earth to subdue it and take dominion. Those were the first words God spoke to his human being, creature, creation. Be fruitful, multiply. He blessed them, saying. Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish. And I I keep thinking, you know, Lord, when when all of the the day that we live in, and they're talking about running out of diesel, running out of this, running out of that, uh, famine in the land. We've been instructed from day one to be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. That's what Genesis chapter one that's what we were told to do Those are the first words the father spoke to his creation be fruitful multiply replenish and then oh by the way subdue it and take dominion and I like to say if you're gonna be fruitful multiply and replenish excuse me it's best that you learn how to subdue and take dominion or the devil will come and take everything away from you that you are fruitful multiplying and replenishing in So I think, um, I'm just thinking right now, we need to start exercising our authority in the earth and especially in the United States of America and all the the woe news that we're hearing. Uh, The devil's running rampant and the church needs to rise up and say, no, we're not gonna have this anymore in Jesus' name. So we need to rebuke the wind and speak to the water and tell it, peace be still. Amen. Jesus died for the sins of the whole world, not just the church people, the whole world. He died for the sins of the whole world. And so um, we can stand in the gap and plead the blood of Jesus. And that sets up a, a place for God to come in and do a work of grace. The Holy Ghost in power doing a work of grace this hour. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Well, we're gonna look at John chapter 17, verses one and two, talking about the power that's in God's word. Verses one and two, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Now remember, he's the word made flesh dwelling among us. So this is the power in God's word father the hour is come glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee as thou hast given him power over all flesh that's an authority there so just stop and think the word of god Ooh, this gets me excited the word of god gives me power over all flesh So I can talk to my flesh with the word of God. Barbara Arbo many years ago wrote a book about the Lord perfects that which concerns me. I think she lost like 150 pounds or more uh, speaking the word to herself. It's quick and powerful. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. And ladies, we've been gifted to talk. So we can take that word, put it in our mouth like that dove did, and stop the judgment that's on the earth. God is calling his women home. He wants the image of God in in her to be fruitful and multiply and replenish, subdue and take dominion in the earth. And he wants his image of God in him to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue and take dominion. We just have different ways of doing it. We have different callings, different anointings, different anointings. And ladies you have a special anointing to manifest the female image that God has and he wants us to do that as thou has given him power authority over all flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him this is life eternal that they might know thee the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent And then in verse uh, John 17 verses 17 through 19 it says now they're talking about the power that's in God's word sanctify them through thy truth thy word is truth so we get sanctified also by the blood of Jesus we're washed in the blood redeemed from the curse we get sanctified though in the truth and his word is truth Uh, Jesus said to his disciples in one verse that uh, I have sanctified you you are clean through the words that i have spoken to you you are clean through the words that i have spoken to you so you know this word when you're in it you're face to face with god and it's cleansing you it's giving you a clean attitude a clean outlook on things as you have sent me into the world jesus said even so i have also sent them into the world so whether male or female we've been sent into the world and he said, "Then for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. So um, he, you know, it's, it's, you think, uh, what am I doing this for? You're doing it because you're manifesting um, the word. It's the word is becoming flesh and dwelling among us. And when people see you, they are seeing the love of God at work in your life and therefore for their life. And we're just pictures to one another. We're images. We're like looking in a mirror and seeing Jesus when we look at the Word. And then when we put the Word into our life and speak it to ourselves and let it, and let it dwell in us, uh, then we become the Word made flesh, dwelling among the people we're among. And like I said uh, last time, if you want to see more of Jesus, pray for those around you that have Christ in them and build up the anointing and the Christ in them And then you'll see more of him in them. And then do the same for yourself. But really, love doesn't seek its own. So when you do it for somebody else, you get to receive back what you've prayed out for them. And it multiplies, it comes back to you. This is all so neat. I just love the Word of God. And I just praise you and thank you for um, blessing us, Father. And Lord, you know, I was reminded, and I want to do this as we close, any words that have been spoken over you, if you're watching me right now, any words that have been spoken over you that would uh, set you on a wrong track, that have lodged themselves into your spirit or into your thinking, any strongholds, I command them to come down now in Jesus' name. Anything negative that would work against the destiny God has for you, I break its power over you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I proclaim the victory of the blood of the Lamb over everybody in hearing my voice right now in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over them and I release them. I release them from any offense, from any um, anything that would offend them. I release them, Father. And I thank you, Father, for, for cleansing them of uh, any... Um, anything that um, has been poured into them, maybe that's been poured into them through the years or spoken over them through the years, we break its power and release them in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you for it, Lord. We release them and set them free in Jesus' name. Amen. I was trying to remember a scripture in the midst of that, but I'll get it maybe for next time. So you have a great day. And tune in next week. We'll see you again. God bless you.